Welcome everybody to another huge edition of the Doss and D Show and strap yourself in for this one because it is going to be massive. Our guest today is one of the biggest stars online and if you don't know him, you may need to get your internet checked. His cult-like following is ever-growing and the influence he has on his fans is like few out there. He's the pioneer of local footy game day vlogging. It's the one, the only, Prime Train Tom Bolch. On this episode, Prime addresses all the recent online drama involving the NTF split, the infamous GoPro video, and speaks out and shares his side of proceedings in great detail. Not only does he share what actually happened and some of the details that were missed in the infamous video, but how it affected him and the crazy ramifications of having to stay silent during the height of it. And hopefully after listening to him speak honestly and openly about it, it will put the whole situation to rest and clear up some grey areas. But outside that conversation too, Prime went deep on his social media rise and how he got to where he is today, monetizing content creation, the highs and lows of the lifestyle he lives, and deeper on who he is as a person. After listening to this one, guys, check out our previous episodes with Louis Phillips, Shepmates, Kados and Connor, and the many other amazing guests we've had the privilege to chat with on this show. Remember, guys, to follow us on socials, subscribe to the show, and remember you can watch the full episode now on YouTube, which includes a bonus segment. All right, let's do it. Here he is, the prime train himself, Tom Bolch. Well, Dossie, I love it when a guest gets off a plane from Italy and comes oh. straight to the Dawson D Show. And we've got the man. We've been waiting a long time for this one. The prime train, Tom Bolch. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Thank you, lad. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Feeling refreshed? I am feeling so refreshed. We were just talking about it off air. I feel refreshed, recharged, and just like, just ready to go again. Like, I've had a long couple of cold months here in Melbs. It's a bit too cold for oh, me. I feel yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, no, I definitely feel a lot yeah. better now. Refreshed, recharged, and just... Yeah, ready to go. Nice. Mate, take us through the Europe schedule. Mm-hmm. I, want to, I, want, I want a bit of a... <laughs> yeah, uh, here we go. Yeah, just have a look at the countries we went to, maybe some highs and lows. Good. And uh, yeah, how do we go? Great question. Well, I started in Italy. I'll, I'll, I'll package it up for you. started yeah, in Italy um, and then spent a week in the south of France in Nice. It was just yeah. the most beautiful place. I've never been to south France before. Nice was amazing. And then I went with my best friend and my sister and spent a week in Ibiza. Now, Oof. that was less nice, but a whole lot of fun. It was, it was fantastic. We stayed at this hotel where it's basically like, it's like a festival every single day. So the first night we had David Guetta, second night Tiesto. Then we had Calvin Harris, Martin Garrix, Fisher. It was just the most insane week of my life. Um, and I had a lot of fun, enjoyed myself, let my hair out. And um, yeah, just uh, like I said, come back refreshed. And then you decided to cut it off. So. I decided to cut off. Mullet's <laughs> gone for anyone that's wondering at home. Nah, I just tuck it in my hat every now and then because I was actually watching a video. Uh, I did some boxing training this morning. I was watching it in the video. I was like, jeez, it needs, probably needs a bit of a cut, mate. Will you cut it off? Mate, um, it's a good question. I think when I, I don't know. It's what the do you brand. Reckon? Do you it's reckon I brand. should cut it off? No, I don't no, think absolutely so. No. 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 I don't think I'm ready yet. I think... Maybe a year, maybe two years down the track. I've said, I've said that for the last two years, so I just keeps uh, just keep adding it on. My missus always tells me she's like, probably she hates it. Maybe time. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, cut it. Don't warm. cut it for nothing. She's warm to it. She's warm to like it. So um, yeah, she's slowly getting used to it. And I'm just yeah. I think I just need to keep it a bit more well manicured because I cut my hair all the time and color yourself. It. Yep. You cut, cut it yourself. Yeah. Oh and wow. And that's um. Yeah, that's an issue. I need it. <laughs> You get someone professional to do it. I think, I think so. Yeah. I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> That's you? why I wear a hat everywhere. Tuck it up in the uh, in the hat. It's the uh, yeah party at the back yeah. and the business at the front. <laughs> yeah. uh, did you even prepare to go to Europe? Because normally this would obviously be mm-hmm. middle footy season. Yep. And was oh, it? Gosh, Josh sorry, just uh, knocked himself out just with the old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
was this a planned thing or was it once you got injured that they gave you the opportunity and it was a quick decision to go? Yeah, so I actually had two weeks free um, with buys in okay. the middle of the year, which was fantastic. We had a buy and then we had like Hall of Fame weekend, which was basically another buy. So back to back and I was like, cool, I'm going to go to Europe and spend two weeks there. And then I got injured out for 10 weeks, um, tore a few ligaments in my ankle. And then I was like, I probably just need to refresh, like I said before, and and get out of cold Melbourne, but also just... I felt like I was at a bit of a standstill with mm-hmm. with content, just with uh, with business, and like I I didn't really feel like I was that motivated, and I felt like I just needed to get out and um, and kind of just give myself a rest. And I think that that's a massive thing for anyone else that's out there that that probably feels like they need a rest. Like go and do it, you know. Like you'll come back so much more just energized to actually do things in your life, and yep. um, and that was definitely what I. I knew that I needed and um, I'm so glad that I did it. Do you feel like though you're never doing enough? Because that's what I struggle with sometimes, like especially mm. from a content perspective, that's your game. Like there's, there can never be enough content to be mm. honest. Like mm. it, there can always be more. Do you struggle to put the phone away or to, to – obviously you went to Europe. Do you struggle with it when you're here? Yeah, I definitely do. And it's one of the most it, – it's quite toxic, isn't it, at the end of yeah. the day because it's like – you um, you see who's that bloke that does tells you you need to post for like twenty times a day? Probably um, Gary V. Gary, Gary V. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's in Melbourne Gary, today. Oh, actually, mate, is he really? <laughs> yeah. Might have to see him. No, but Gary V. is like you need to post twenty times a day. Oh. You know, you need to do this, you need to do that, and it's kind of like, bro, like I got to live a life as yeah, well, and it's yeah. really important that you find that balance. And I think that that's something that I recognise when I come back. It's like, hold on, like I've got all these, you know, I've got mates, I've got footy mates, I've got family and stuff like you got to make sure that you can balance your work and your home life or your friend's life and family and all that type of stuff so I, I definitely do feel like that at, at some times that I need to be doing more doing more doing more and sometimes you just got to check yourself and say I'm doing enough mm. you know and um and things are going to work out in the long run for sure how long has it been since you've really blown up when when was that initial kind of peak and and where along the timeline were you able to really go all in and basically turn into your career yeah so I was um I was working as a personal trainer while I was at University of Queensland studying to be a sports journalist okay so yeah interesting origin story but anyway kind of was doing a bit of PT sort of stuff and um and then I was like waking up at 3 45 a.m in the morning for my first client at 4 15 a.m in the morning who are you allowed to swear on this place? Yeah, yeah, mate, Who absolutely. the fuck trains at 4.15 a.m.? Like, that was just ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, why do you want to train that yeah. early? But anyway, they do what they do. And I was like, I need to figure out a way where I'm not waking up at 3.45 in the morning every day. So I was like, I need to, you know, really push this online sort of stuff. And it was probably 2021 where I was like, TikTok is, is kind of starting to blow up. It, it was kind of already blown up. Um, you had your Charlie D'Amelio's and um, Addison Ray's that were that were doing dance videos, and I was like, "Well, I probably need to, um, you know, use this this app that that's so famous and post some kind of fitness content and, and continue to post. Guess what Reels is now, and I think that that changed the the landscape of my whole life really, and that started to blow up. And I remember probably gained. I, I was very lucky at the start. I posted ten videos, and the tenth video blew up, and I fifty thousand followers like that kind wow. of thing. So it was. The wow. early days of TikTok, it was very easy to mm. get a following. And I've, I've, got, I've grown it to like 300,000 now. And probably the first 150K was fitness-based. And that was where it all started. And yeah, so 2021 was probably where it all began and kind of just tried to, to post the fitness content. And like I said to you guys off air, it then became kind of the AFL guy and started posting a lot of AFL. Where content. does the balance come in with the two then? Because you're, you love fitness, but you love footy. Mm. Like what, like. 
what do you focus more on? I'm sure you have to kind of juggle those two balls all the time. That's yeah. probably a terrible analogy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that at the end of the day, I'm a business. So what I've got to figure out is selling, you know, and what programs are going to sell the most, what's going to sell the least. And then you focus on that and then you kind of, I guess, funnel your content into that. So for me, the, the programs that sell the most are the AFL programs. So if I funnel my content into kind of AFL specific training videos and stuff like that, continue to sell more and more AFL programs. And that goes hand in hand with the merch and the apparel and all that type of stuff and supplements. It's, uh, it's really important to kind of check yourself as a business and make sure that your content aligns with what you actually really want to sell at the end of the day. So that's probably where my content ideas all come from. It's like, how can I actually funnel this piece of content into someone going and buying a program of mine, but not make it too shoved down your throat yeah. salesy? Mm. I was telling you off I was at a school last week right? and they're all 10, 11, 12 year old kids mm. and half the boys, they all had the prime cut and they were, all they wanted to talk about was, was prime, which is awesome. But then I asked them a question like careers, what, what does everybody want to, mm-hmm. want to be? And probably 50% want to be content creators, YouTubers, I asked them, you know, probably 50% of them wanted to be gamers or Minecraft yeah. or that kind of thing. But in terms of you making money in your business, what's kind of the percentage of where your income comes from? So is it programs? Is it YouTube? Is it... Is it brand deals? Where does That's a really great question. I think that it's also something that a lot of people have no idea. No. Firstly, where the money actually comes from. But then the second thing is how much money you can actually make. Yeah. So there's there's two there's probably if I if I look at all the income streams, revenue streams that you've got, you've got, you know, your programs which probably make up twenty percent of my sales. Okay. And then you've got kind of the merchandise, which probably makes up 50%. The Prime Unwind. 50%? Just, yeah. The, wow. the merch sales are crazy. Yeah. Like, but it's also difficult because these things change seasonally. Mm. So yeah, you have start, a drop here, a drop yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. It's like in the middle of winter, you're not going to sell that many programs. You'll sell a shitload of hoodies. Yeah. You know, so that all the hoodies will start selling there in winter. And then anyway... Your question, going back to your question, you've got all these different, I guess, revenue streams and you can make brand deals if you post a video for Puma. Let's say, mm-hmm. for example, I'm a Puma athlete. So let's say I post a video for Puma, you might get $2,000 for that kind of thing or whatever, whatever, X amount, whatever it is. So that's a revenue stream as well. And then you've got YouTube, which you can get money from your YouTube videos. A lot of people always ask me, how much money do you make off TikTok? Zero. I've never made yeah. a single cent off TikTok, as you guys probably know. It doesn't matter how many videos you post, you're not going to make any money off TikTok, but you can monetize your followers. So if you've got 250,000 followers and you get 1% of them to buy the, to, to buy something you know, off your website, you can make a lot of money from that. How do you build a following? Like for someone that, like the, all right, those young kids mm. that, oh, I want to be a YouTuber. Do you have to pick a niche? Do you have to work out exactly what it is you want to talk about? Or do you just create and just hope that, oh, well, let's hope one video blows up? It's a really good question. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great question because that is everyone, – everyone wants to have a great following and, and I guess be famous or Insta-famous, TikTok famous. A lot of them think they want it and then when they actually get it, they, they might not actually want it. But anyway, that's beside the point. Answering your question, I think that the way that you can grow a following and – like my following is quite culty. They they really are just ingrained with everything that I do. And I think that that comes from... You've brainwashed them, bro. You've, you've got them. <laughs> yeah, they're in. I've got them. I don't know you've how. You've got them by the balls. And that's what I don't yeah. know. Like I, yeah. don't, like I don't know why. But like for what I do, I just try to, to be as like honest and truthful 
about the person that I am and the feelings that I'm feeling. And, um, you know, I did a post yesterday, last night about how I feel like I've been a little bit lazy recently and I want to get back to, you know, being this fitness guy and, you know, getting up early in the morning, working out a couple of times a day and doing all these type of things. And it just comes back to being raw and honest and people love it, especially on social media. If you post, you know, like a transformation photo or like a photo of you on the same day and it's like one with good lighting and one with bad lighting and you like, you look fat and useless in one and then the other one you look shredded and they're like they they kind of get to see that there's two sides to social media and it's like that honesty people appreciate that so Mm. much more than if you just post always a great photo of yourself it's like it's not actually achievable so yeah that but like you said realistically at the end of the day you got to just keep posting as much as possible and just hope that something blows up. Mm. Well, for us, so we, we did a bit different to you. So our following is nowhere near your size, but we've kind of got around 25, 30K now and mm-hmm. different. Which is incredible. Thank Congratulations. You. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But uh, nowhere near your level, mate. But um, <laughs> for us, we, we decided, like we, we wanted to go down all in on this kind of mm-hmm. avenue and that kind of thing. So we decided we're going to not sit on our ass and wait for mm-hmm. the, to hit 100K and then wait for the, the deals to come in. We went out and sourced them ourselves. Awesome. So we started... Cold emailing, cold calling, just awesome. getting onto brands initially just to get the ball rolling so we can say we've worked and been paid for brands and then everything kind of snowballs from there. So what do you think about people being proactive in going out and actually making it happen for themselves rather than waiting? It's a great, really great point. And that's something that I definitely did at the start. I'd go out to brands and DM them. You can DM, I think you can DM like 100 people a day. So like, How did you sell yourself? This is interesting. What's you know, that? How would you have sold yourself back yes. then? Uh, I when I didn't have any kind of following, I would just say I'd do everything for free kind of thing. Okay. And it was basically the, the way that you would do it is like, hey, like if you send me, let's say Puma, for example, hey, Puma, can I please um, promote this, uh, these new shoes that you've got? I'll do you a free campaign and like post it and make it look great and whatever, whatever. I've got 2,000 followers, 1,000 followers, doesn't matter. Yeah. Do that and then what you can do from that, that's your start, that's your stepping stone. And then you might move over and do something for Uniqlo and say, hey, I'm going to promote this shirt. This is what I did with Puma. They paid me $100 for this. Can I do this with you? Yeah. And then they pay you 100 You could lie. It's old it school matter, selling. Yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. that You just say, oh, Puma paid me 100 bucks. I work with these guys. They really loved it. This is the content that I did. This is what I can do for you. This is what I can offer you. Or 50 bucks. Or do it free again. And then you can kind of... The only way that you're going to get other brands to look at using your using you as a promoter or an ambassador for their products is if you've got runs on the board. Yep. So you've got to start off doing some free stuff at the yep. start. Mm. How many are in your team? Because you look at what you've created, who you are as a brand. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people don't actually understand that you, you probably don't do everything yourself. No, no. So maybe actually share who is in your team, what certain people do in their roles. Yeah, fantastic question. And it's... It's so true. Like I, I'm lucky that I'm the sole CEO owner of Prime Train. No one else can, you know, take or like trademarked. Trademark. Yeah. No one else can take it away from me, mate. No one else yeah. can take it away. So I'm really grateful for that. And probably my number one piece of advice for anyone out there that wants to go into business: do it with yourself. Yeah. Don't go into business with your mates. Don't go into business with other people. It Uh-oh. will not. It doesn't end well. Like, and I'm, and I knew that from when I was a, a young lad. My, my old man went into business with another bloke that they were best mates and it didn't go too well, didn't end well. And I was, that was the first time that I was like, I'm never going into business with a mate or just with a family member or anything. It's a really bad idea. Unfortunately, you guys are in it. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but I think it's a little bit de- like, uh, I don't know. If, sometimes it ends in tears, sometimes it's good, but 
We'll, think, we'll be the one percent. Well, worry. you just got to <laughs> yeah. be. You've got to be a hundred percent sure, and you've got to have. If you're gonna, my advice: if you are gonna go into business with a mate or with someone, you have to have set out guidelines, contracts, everything before you go into business, yeah. because then things get a little bit tedious. If you got, if you need to break up, and then you know you want to take a hundred percent of it, and you want to take a hundred percent of it, it's like mm. where are you guys gonna go from there. So that's what I would say if you want to go and conjoin one. We do need to do that actually. We do. Have you yeah. not got yeah. That? Yeah. No, we do. We've but done you, a few bits and bobs, but we probably not. Yeah. There's probably still gray areas, I, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. You need a lawyer to set out. You've got fifty. I've got fifty. This is how much the business is worth. Yeah. If, it, if all if everything goes to shit, like. We can sort it yeah. out. But anyway, like the team that I've got, very fortunate that I've got probably 10 employees that, wow. that help me out. I've got a lot of people that help me out with the programs. I myself am not a sports scientist. I am a personal trainer, but I've got sports scientists that help me write the programs and everything, which is fantastic. And then I've got other people that can help me with editing videos, photographers, videographers, all that type of stuff, um, which definitely help you out with the business. And at the end of the day, you can't do everything by yourself. You have to be able to outsource Bring other people in, so you can't. So you're not 100 percent busy all the time. Mm. And we will go into obviously the recent controversies because we've got a lot of messages. <laughs> we everyone, do. we got everyone wants to talk about it. But just <laughs> before we do, and it sort of goes down that path. What's good for business? What's bad for business? And sometimes they say, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Mm-hmm. But when when shit does hit the fan or you're copying a bit of hate, how does that actually do for your sales? Does it increase or decrease? Stay the same? Great question. Again, you guys ask. Very good questions. Um, I think that it can, there's, I, you stumped me. The, <laughs> well um, done, Dave. Yeah, well you've done. done well. You've done well. I think that with that quote, the publicity quote, I think that it's not true. You know, okay. you can get you can get bad publicity and it's not going to be good for business. Like, yes, it might get your name out there, whatever, whatever. But if a lot of people know you and a lot of people don't like you, well, you're not going to sell anything. Mm. Uh, you know, it doesn't. But does that create your cult though? Because for me, like I look at all, and we talk about this all the time, the people that are really successful in this game, hmm. they're polarizing. There's 50% yes. love them and 50% yep. hate yep. their guts. And a lot of them cross over. They start as haters and somehow along the line. John Cena-ish. Yeah. Like, John Cena-ish, know. Well, yeah. like you're never, you're never going to be successful without a hater or haters. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's, it's never going to happen. And unfortunately, you're going to, you know, on your way to climbing up the ladder of whatever ladder that you're climbing up, doesn't matter if you're, you know, in a business by yourself or, you know, in a bloody lawyer firm, whatever, like you're going to make some enemies along the way. Unfortunately, yeah. it's just the way the world works. Some people aren't going to like it. But um, the last thing that I care about is the people that don't like me. Like I'm not going to focus yeah. on them. I'm going to focus on the people that do and um, and continue to create content for them and continue to, um, yeah, just help them on, on their way, motivate them on their way Love to it. do whatever they want. This episode of the Dawson D Show is brought to you by Fleet Plant Hire Solutions. Do you have an earth-moving project coming up, D? Look no further than Fleet Plant Hire Solutions. With over 2,000 qualified contractors and an experienced team, they're the one-stop solution for all your earth-moving needs. Whether you need excavation, truck hire, or plant hire, they have you covered. And with their focus on customer service, they'll be there every step of the way to deliver on your project need. Oh, yes, please, Doss. Their innovative material tracking technology and resources allow them to handle any project big or small and their expert team ensure that the job is done right every single time fleet plant hire solutions the one-stop solution for all your earth moving needs visit them at fph.com.au now let's get into the episode with the the europe trip was part of that to get away from what's just unfolded the last couple months it wasn't at the start yeah not at all like it was actually just like it was more i'm injured i can't like work out or anything like really that well i can't kind of create content like I could on footy. It's like, I just 
want to go away. It's like I've never done a Euro summer. I probably never will again because like, I've always got footy this time of the year. So bloody hell, like this, this is happening. I'm just going to – the cards have been dealt. I'm just going to – Play my hand. And, I did, and say, I, did say at one point he was doing a workout with a rock. I, <laughs> that, that, was, that was amazing. I thought, geez, where's Prime Train just making the most of every kind of opportunity? opportunity. Was, so I, I, and I watched the whole video. Does. I thought, fucking hell, well done, Prime. Right. I've like, got no excuses. <laughs> I can walk out of this office, I'll pick up a plant if I wanted to and maybe do a few. You know? funny. I was. I was in the Italian Alps <laughs> and um, I picked up uh, – I was staying at this little shack uh, out there and uh, there, was, there was no one around. There was no phone service. So I uh, picked up a rock and did work. Why not? <laughs> Love I it. That was yeah, good pickup. But uh, yeah, no, nah, <laughs> there's never an excuse. I don't reckon people yeah. always, people always looking for bloody excuses in this world. Everything's so easy, you mm. know. Like we've got scooters to get around here, and like no one bloody walks anymore. You've got everyone looks for a shortcut and everything. Yep. There is, and there is. There's shortcuts everywhere to get around anywhere. It's like there's a pill that you can take that you can lose fat. Just like bloody go out there. and Go for a run, mate. Like, actually do it. Take the hard hard yards for once in your life. And I don't know. I don't think enough people do that. So I try to get that through on my content a lot yeah. of the time. Is there a style of content or piece of content you actually dislike making? Ooh. Tedious. Tedious, yeah. yeah. Just got to get it is done. It diet? Is it train like certain training elements? Oh, it's... I don't dislike it, but the game day vlogs that I do on YouTube take a very long time. Yeah. And the difficult thing is that... I film it on the Saturday, obviously, when I usually play. And then I have to have it all edited on the Sunday to up because it takes 10 to 15 hours to upload it onto yeah. YouTube because the files are massive. Like, yeah. They end up being like 50 to 100 gigs. Like, Do you edit this deep. yourself? Edit myself. Fuck. So on a Sunday. People don't understand this right, shit. Oh. Sunday when I am tired as a dog. I probably had a couple of beers after the game, whatever. And I – just like my, my body aches. I just want to go catch up with my mates. I spend 15 to 16 hours sat down, footies on usually in front of me, and I'm just tapping away on my laptop for 15 hours. Usually it's 8 a.m. to like midnight, wow. 2 a.m. Wow. Like that's my Sunday. Doing that, just producing the game day vlogs. And I probably earn per vlog like one grand to like 1.5. Like it's not that much really for like spending a whole day on it, but – I don't know. Is that a lot for one day of work? No, well, I don't know. I don't. It's not even about the money aspect. It's more along the lines of like because it still seems the whole vlog thing is still relatively new for your brand. Yeah. Like so, in people five, love them, but they I know. Just, they so in like them. in five yeah. years' time, like th those videos are still going to get watched. Yeah, but in five years' time, I don't know how much bigger they can get. True. Because like we said before, footy's a niche market. It doesn't get. It's not like NFL or basketball. It's not watched around the world even though they're American sports, like soccer maybe is a better yeah. example. It's not It's not watched universally. So how big can you actually get posting footy content? I don't know, but I don't care. I'm going to keep posting it because I, I enjoy it. I love playing footy and um, people out there seem to enjoy it and see it as like a massive motivation for them. So I'm, uh, I'm not going to stop that, that's for sure. Because I look at the sidemen mm. and what mm. they've created and obviously, yeah, it started off as football mm. but or soccer. But it just it transitioned into they've all got their own brand individually in their own channels, but they're, they're almost comedians in their own right and they're able to create not just soccer content now mm. and everything else and, exactly and collaborations. Right. Like I know for a while there, there was the whole cherry pickers thing that was going to happen. I was going to say that. And that was 
like from the outside, it's all oh, right. This is the Aussie side because we we do believe in, in a couple of mutual friends of ours. Like YouTube is so untapped in Australia. Yeah, it's, 100, it's yeah. so untapped. We're we're five ten years behind. Yeah. all those blokes. So right. cherry pickers. That obviously something was going to happen. It didn't. We had the best plan ever to to do cherry pickers, and you know it was myself. Um, we obviously had the NTF boys, and then we had Kados, and then we had the Shepmates. So it was going to be a really cool little team up. And uh, we did one video. The first video we did kind of all together was a goal-kicking challenge. It ended up getting 200,000 views, which is incredible, you know. But uh, Great, great thumbnail too. It was yeah. a great video. thumbnail. Like yeah. that was, oh, so that was the first. That was going to be a cherry pickers. Yeah, so that, that was Kados. That was Kados' yeah. YouTube video. And, and we did that video and it did so well that we're like, let's make this a series. Like, let's become yeah. the cherry pickers and let's do it. And we started an Instagram and everything. And then, uh, yeah, the Shepmates kind of pulled out – two days after we created it. I know the reasons why they pulled out and it makes sense. And I'm, I think in hindsight now, I'm like seeing what they've done and what they've achieved in the last 12 months has been fantastic or six months probably. And I think that they made the right decision. And I know that there was a few other things involved in their decision, which I won't mention, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was probably again, in hindsight, the right decision. No, we had to say, we, we caught up with them a, about a few months ago and they explained it perfectly and yeah that, that makes total sense mm. i'm interested with the game day vlogs at the very yeah. beginning i know you've probably been asked this question a million times but what was the reception like with the boys when you start saying we're going to be filming our local games and i'm going to be <laughs> yeah. dissecting every part of it like that mm. i would it's i would a great lo- i would have loved someone doing that at my club mate like it's so foreign who the hell thinks that they're good enough to, <laughs> yeah. to grab a camera and start filming their local footy games like who do you think you are, mate? Like that is just the most foreign thing ever to Australian culture because we are not like that at all. That's kind of a bit more Americanized, like it's a bit more individual. And that was, it was something that was not like, I don't think it was greatly received. And I think that the issue was initially was I actually didn't do any preseason with that, with the Noosa Tigers team. Uh, so I was playing Darwin, pretty much rocked up on round one and I was actually banned for two or three matches, the first oh, two or three this. matches because I yeah. had a beer on the field. So I couldn't play the first. So I had a beer, the last game of the NTFL season, I had a beer on the field and it was everywhere, like all over social media. It was on radio shows, TV, it was everywhere. And then I was banned for the first three games of the Quaffle season. So I pissed off and went to Vegas for the first three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Vegas um, with... Kind of my missus at the time was a was a boxer, so I went off with her to Vegas for three weeks, um, which was fantastic. And then come back and started filming all these games. And the first two games, I reckon I had ten touches and twelve touches, so didn't play well at all. And um, I was were they very, aware? Did was this? Did you get permission and everything? Or no, nah, I just, just I just kind of grabbed a camera yeah, and started yeah, filming. What can and they do? Yeah, yeah. They, they don't care. And I was so so lucky that I had the best coach who was so supportive. He was probably the first one that was like, I. Love this. And he's an older bloke. He was like 60. So it's quite unusual for like someone that's been in footy for that long. Set in their ways. so supportive yeah. of it. He was the first person that was like, bloody love it. Like, let's do it. It's good for it. It's good for the comp. It's good for the team. It's fantastic. And then the next thing was kind of getting the 22 boys that you play with to, to get around you. And yeah. that was, I, that was kind of, um, I thought it was going to be difficult. And um, I was fortunate enough, there was three people really. There was Michael Bussey, Tommy Rourke, who were probably the two most social 
blokes at the club. Yep. And then the captain, Aaron Lasky, and it was probably in my third game. Um, I remember it was against my old club and someone come and bash me. And I remember those three blokes came straight up to the guy and just like laid into him. And there's nothing more supportive than if your boys are backing you up on the field. And that was... That was the coolest thing for me. Well, this bloke next to me used to be a superstar for the Q Bears, actually. Oh, yes, not, very good. And, not a superstar. Uh, and uh, he used to like a bit of uh, rough and tough, didn't you? No, as a kid, I, I've mellowed in my age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any good fight stories? Oh, I, I he, he told one recently, actually. That's going back. Yeah. I might tell you off air because we recently did this uh, on another podcast. <laughs> I want to bore the, the listeners, but I'm yeah. interested too because – the positivity that it's brought, especially for the Wang Rovers. Now, mm-hmm. I'm lucky enough because I've got mates from the Wangaratta region, so I understand. I've been educated prior to this about how important footy is up there. And, yeah, and that's crazy. It's, it's like a totally, religion. It's totally different. Yeah. Like, you, you, you play for the Rovers or the Magpies, like, mm-hmm. you are a superstar in the town if you're mm-hmm. playing ones, but. <laughs> If you're playing ones, I've already been out for 10 weeks. I'm going to pull out the coach and be like, hey, mate, please don't play me through the twos. But, but, but to get that deal or for them to bid for you, I, I don't know how it works, but for them to try and get you on board to come come and play, and obviously I know you've got connections there, but for let's say next season or the year after, if you were to move on to another team, like the deal, like the publicity that club gets, I don't think it's talked about how positive the impact is for that club by you just being there and – that must be amazing, like just to see the kids that come week in and week out to suburban grounds and out in nowhere just to have the opportunity to meet you, grab a yeah. photo, grab some, grab some protein. I can't believe it. It's uh, it's so humbling to see when like kids rock up to the game and then they're just keen to get their hands on something or just get a flick. It's like yeah. it's it's incredible for me, and I think that I, I remember kind of having the first couple of meetings with them, and I, I don't I didn't really want to like kind of big note what I do or anything with them and I was like you know like you'll get some pretty good publicity out of this um you know I obviously play footy and I, and I want to be focused on um you know from from my footy sense and talked about from my footy sense but also happy to you know to help out in any way through the social sort of stuff and I remember the first practice game I played did this got in a fight with someone then got the ball and kicked a goal and it um, ended up getting a million views on TikTok. Yeah. That is that was such a good video, yeah. and and the, I think there was a song. The right song was picked for that video too, which it just it was and, great. And that's when they were like, and I remember you know kind of sending it to them and say, like in the first you know twenty four hours, this has already got a million views. You know this is what is going to be. You know this is what's going to be kind of normal for the club. And and they were like, wow, like you know this is, and they probably didn't understand the magnitude of it before. And then when we started getting, you know, I think that we had the biggest crowd ever to the round one game um, between the Wangrand and Magpies and the Rovers. And I'm not going to say that I, I was the reason for that, but I was definitely a part of the reason for that. And that was, it was great to just see so many people through the gates. Do they, do they thank you private? Like, I know, I know it's probably a hard question to answer, but do they ever come up privately and just go, thank like, thank you for what you've done or thank you for bringing this energy back? Has anybody said that? And it might not be involved in the club, but locals that watch it. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. And, and it's usually from uh, from parents. They'll, they'll yeah. usually kind of come up after the game and say, you know what, like I've driven from Geelong today to wow. just come meet you. And it was funny. There was a game that I wasn't even playing and I just come to like help out on the bench because I was injured. And this mum come up to me and said, you know, me and my son have come all the way from Geelong just to meet you. And I'm like, Dude, that's like a four-hour drive. I'm <laughs> not yeah. even playing. Like, I'm sorry, but that's the coolest thing. And I think that the most amazing thing is just when I get family members that come up and just say, like, you've you've like changed the way that my son has or, or daughter has like has lived their life, and it's the coolest thing ever. And that for me was like, 
when, when that happens, I've just, I get like a really nice, yeah, of nice course. feeling. But yeah. I don't think it's like, I don't think people realize, like imagine the target you put on your back. Like, I don't think people give you enough credit in all seriousness for, it's very difficult to go out, know that everyone's filming you, everybody's watching you, you're putting mm. a target on your back every single week. That's fucking difficult. Like, it is. It's, it sucks. It, and yeah, the issue is everyone knows who you are, yeah. you know, and I generally it's not usually work the other way like i don't know who the bloody hell they are and they're yeah. just giving me a stick about it and i don't know anything about them so i can't give them any shit back to be honest <laughs> like yeah. i can't say anything back but it's amazing what you've done mate uh no nah, i appreciate it but i i guess that that comes with the the territory if you if you're going to post on social media and you're going to do it and you can't accept the the clap back then don't do it you know it's mm. like you, you're going to have to have thick skin in this game and if, if you want to be uh, be posting yourself playing footy or your footy highlights like you're going to have to be ready to cop it and, and, I, and I'm ready. I'm sure nightlife changes a bit mm-hmm. now that, you know, you are someone and I'll say that respectfully, like it's, I'm sure, you know, you walk into a nightclub and obviously everyone knows who you are. Like, yeah. and, and I know it's, don't, you're not saying it, like people think that's cocky saying that, but it's true. We've heard some great stories from you. So, like, <laughs> but like if you go out on a night out, do you genuinely enjoy it or, you know, uh, have you noticed girls totally all of a sudden now they just want some interest i know you have a missus well usually it's funny because a girl like i think that 90 percent of my following is male yeah and uh, i know that 90 percent of my following is male and um it's funny because i might be just like chatting to a girl (laughs) and then like a few boys come up and ask for a photo and they're like what do you do and i'm like good question (laughs) i play local footy yeah (laughs) and they're like what dude like why people ask for photos i'm like uh, I don't know, you know, it's it's a different it's a different kind of world that we live in now and with social media and I say this to everyone it's like it doesn't matter what you do you could you can make a name for yourself. You know, yeah. I play local footy and um and I'm known by many people and that and that's yeah. amazing for me but it just goes to show like that would never happen without the power of social media 20 years ago. Yeah. You know, people aren't coming up to you in a nightclub and stuff. So, I'm very fortunate, I'm very lucky that that people do that and I try to um not get too pissed on a night out to make sure that I'm nice to people when they come up to me. <laughs> but then there's the, I asked you before, like, how's your mental health? Mm-hmm. There's obviously the really shit aspect yeah. of it, which is the death threats and yeah. the, you know, or, or just horrible stuff. Mm. Like uh, there's the other aspect of it. Can you share a bit about that, how you deal with that? If, if, yeah. You know, do, do you really struggle with it? It's a, it's a really good question. And mental health has never been something that, that I've really struggled with. Like I've always been and. I, I don't know why, but I remember watching a, a podcast clip the other day of Tom Holland and he said, if you um, if you have a problem with me, text me. And uh, if you don't have my number, then you don't know me well enough to have a problem with me. So yeah, that's good. I love that quote. That. And yeah. I was like, that is awesome. I was I was so nervous I was going to butcher that. But it was the guy who played Batman. Yeah. He's the one who actually said it and Tom Holland took that quote off him. That It's a great quote. It was a great quote. And it was like, that's so true, you know, like, if you actually do have a problem with me and you like message request me over Instagram, it's like, I actually don't know you and you don't know me. So how can you actually have that much of an issue with me if you've never met me? And it's like I said to you before, as Mitch Roberts said, that said to me, before I met you, I actually didn't really, I didn't really like, didn't really yeah. like you. And, and he's like, after I met you, you're a great bloke. And it, and it was really good. And um, that's the kind of thing. And it's really difficult with social media because you post things on, online and people might get this, this idea of the bloke that you are or the girl that you are. And I think that when you actually meet people face to face and you're a little bit different or you're just, uh, I don't know, a bit more personable, then people really find um, that they can they can relate to you. But like going back to your question with the mental health, that I think that, like I said before, you you don't have to worry about the, the opinions of people that 
necessarily they don't their opinions don't matter mm. and uh yeah the it, it's a really difficult thing mental health is is something that that should be talked about a lot between between mates and um me and my housemate louis louis and i where we chat about it all the time we always check in with each other and i think that that's uh that's a really important thing to do with mates mm. it's unfortunate because i think the general consensus on social media is people you almost have to prove to people to like you like the, the start always is I dislike this person. Well, that's the consensus I hear. Like we, we cop a fair bit of hate and probably nothing to the level that you cop. But we cop our fair share. We're like, fuck, like they get personal sometimes, which is yeah. great. It actually fires us up. But I know like one of my mates was saying like before even watching your content, just straight away, flog. Mm. But why? Why, why? 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 What is it? Because – and that's the thing. And then, then they watch your content and then two weeks later, this specific person goes, oh, fuck, I love him. <laughs> and I'm like, but, but what's the difference? You didn't meet him between. And the yeah. thing was, I actually took the time to go watch a vlog and mm. I enjoyed it and I like it. And now I've like accepted it. And I think even in myself, Logan Paul's a good example. Mm. Like at the start, I fucking hated him. Did I have yeah. a reason to hate him? No, no, there was no reason. Just, and then listen to his content. Fuck, now I really admire him. Mm. And it's, yeah. I, I think a big aspect of that is jealousy though too. Yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely. I think that, Two things with that, like firstly in Australia and secondly, probably as a, as a man, it's really difficult to go against the grain. You know, if five of your mates say, you know what, I hate Prime Train, he's a flog. You as the sixth person takes a lot of guts to say, I actually quite like him. Because then you got five blokes saying, nah, mate, you're an idiot, you know, he's a flog. It, it takes a lot of balls to go against the grain and say, you know what, I actually, I actually don't mind it, you know, because it's way easier to hate on someone than it is to love someone. Yeah. Way sure. easy. It's just an easy way out. It's a cop-out. And um, I wish that more people were like, no, you know what, he's actually all right. Or like, she's actually all right, you know, like, and my biggest, like, I think one of, one of the quotes that I love or, or just things that I love is don't make an assumption on someone until you met them, you know, mm. like, don't, don't have all these ideas in your head of what a person's like before you've actually met them. And, and that way, your life will be uh, a lot easier and be a lot happier of a person. Yeah. I have to – we have to ask. I mean, have you ever been GoPro'd in your own house before? <laughs> <laughs> I just have to, have to funny. ask. John's funny. We, we, we teased have, it, we teased it a while ago. The listeners have had to get through 35 oh, no, minutes. Oh, no. We strung them on. I can't wait to see the title. It's like Prime Trade versus <laughs> Anabolic <laughs> Game. <laughs> The thumbnail, the two heads. It's like, yeah, it's like yeah, all the tr- secrets. And <laughs> everyone's listened to 35 minutes of this and they've just heard me banging on about everything. But you so. know what? It's, it's shit they actually love listening to as well. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully they haven't just skipped to this part of the potty. No, they wouldn't have, mate. Yeah, I have been GoPro to my own house. Um, <laughs> I, I'm so... So I think at the start of when everything was happening, I was definitely searching for advice. And I was getting a lot of advice from from Louie and from my managers and stuff. And I was like, what do I actually do here? Because all of this is a lie, you know, like, like what do I do? And they're like, it'll blow over, just stay quiet. It, it's it's going to, it'll just, it'll sort itself out. And I remember thinking in my gut, no, like I need to respond to this because this is not going to blow over. You know, this is, this is going to be a thing for a while unless I say something about it. And it didn't, it, it was two months later and I was still getting advised, no, let it blow over. It'll be okay. And, and I'm getting smashed. You know, I'm getting comments. Like I had to turn comments off pretty much for all my posts and everything because I was just getting absolutely just t- destroyed. Yeah, I guess I had to eventually, um, after a week of being in Ibiza, I was like, I didn't post really anything for a week. And, and I think that my head cleared and I was like, I actually 
this is the best option here. And, I, and I'm actually glad kind of that I stayed quiet for a while because it did show a little bit of maturity. And, and a lot of people saw maturity as guilt. They thought that I was guilt. If me not saying anything was, was me saying, oh, I put my hand up. I did that. I'm guilty. So that was, that was for me a, a mature option. And, and, I'm, and in hindsight, I think that I'm glad. It's 50-50. I think that I'm glad that, um, that, I, that I didn't post anything. But, uh, yeah, eventually I did have to post it. Speaking of the, of the GoPro kind of part of it, that was obviously after Gab had gone to a, a nightclub and filmed Louis talking to his ex, who we had no idea was his ex. We thought they were still dating because Gab hadn't talked to us for a, for a while. And, um, and Gab filmed that and posted it on social media saying Louis is hooking up with his ex. Obviously false. Me and Louis have misses, so um, not going to be happening. And um, then he also lied and said that, uh, that someone else sent it to him and he was like sitting in the corner kind of like filming it, trying to like change the narrative the whole way through. And he did that and, and that was very fully received by everyone on social media. Louis is a snake, Prime's a snake, you know. Because, mate, if there's anything you don't want to do as a bloke, especially in Australia, is dog your mates. It's the number one thing. You don't dog your mates. And, um, and that made Louis look like a dog and we were getting death threats. We were getting people rocking up to our house. It was a full-on situation. And uh, uh, then Gab come to pick up the rest of his stuff because he was moving out and and we were very unhappy because we had been, you know, slated on social media and it, Gab probably knew that and that's why I brought the GoPro in so he could get a reaction out of us. And then the video is obviously being cut and uh, divided a lot into um, into what suits his narrative. Uh, I noticed um, there was a few, uh, a few a few things beeped out when it was him him talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. seems to go mute when he's yeah, talking. But yeah. um, that's interesting because, yeah, I remember kind of coming downstairs and saying, you know, mate, are you all right, like, is it, do you think, you know, what you're posting is okay on social media? And Eli was getting the go, you're a snake, you're a fucking... And I'm like, whoa, bro, chill out. And that's all been cut out of the video kind of thing. And I was very, very calm at the start. And then um, I, I probably took it a bit too far. And looking back on it, I, I, I own that and say that that was probably the wrong wrong thing to do. And there's so many learning curves for me and Lou and hopefully Gab as well throughout this whole situation. And hopefully we can all come out better people um, on the other side and... And mate, I take ownership. There's plenty of things that I've done wrong in my life, and mm. like, and I know I'm not a perfect person, so I own them, and and hopefully um, everyone else does as well, and keeps self-evaluating their, their own lives and making sure that they keep getting better. But um, yeah, I think that that was that was a struggle struggle street kind of kind of time for for the way that that my life was going, and it was a very difficult two months where I was kind of tossing and turning, like, do I need to post this or? Or do I just wait for it to blow over? And it just didn't. It was just continuous, continuous like hate and harassment on social media. And it was just every single day a new thing. I'd wake up a new allegation or a new bloody accusation of something that I was doing. And it was like, mate, if you could share your mate, your best mate's group chat, they'd everyone would be going to jail. Fucking right. <laughs> I'd, I'd, <laughs> be, I'd be really concerned. Oh, like, I'd be imagine someone in your group chat has gone rogue and just starts posting everything about. That you've said We're fucked Mate you're fucked <laughs> Well like, everyone's going to see my penis So <laughs> That's a thing you know Like I've sent a pretty outrageous thing To the boys and the groupies So yeah. I think that that was uh, That was definitely Something that That was really scary And then um, I guess that my comeback Was to To post bad things And It took me Again It took me two months To actually decide this And unfortunately With fire Sometimes you've got to fight it With fire So I had to go Go through the um, 
go through the archives and find stuff about him and post that um, on social media as well just to give him a taste of his own medicine. Mm. And since then, everything's kind of mellowed out a little bit and, um, and, and kind of chilled out. And hopefully it could stay that way because I don't see the benefit in anyone getting anywhere if, if your only goal is to bring people down on social media. And that's never been my goal with social media. It's always to help and motivate people and, and try and make everyone else's life better um, I've never used it to tear anyone down. And if you do use it to tear people down, it's not, you're not using social media the right way. Mm. I've got so many questions around it, but it's not necessarily what happened, but it's more what you went through. So for example, like I'd be interested when it all started blowing up, like how did you even manage and handle it? And there's all these things going on, but also like the time he drops the big YouTube video, the infamous video, <laughs> I must admit, when that dropped, oh, oh here oh we go. Oh, my nice. God. Everybody did. ever. But where did you watch it? How quickly did you watch it? Were you with Lou? How did it – do you remember – What, Pop, were, your re- popcorn? what right. were your reactions during it? <laughs> me me and Lou were out having Yochi with Bo McCreary, which was interesting. And I remember it, it got posted. Now, it got – I think that Gab wanted to post it a little bit later, but what actually happened was his, um, his ex got a restraining order against him. So he had to like – Basically, I think he was scared that me and Lou were going to get restraining orders against him as well. So basically the restraining order meant that Gab had to cut a lot of the video out. There's probably 15 minutes of the video that he had to cut because Mercedes, the ex, she she did a restraining order against him and was like, you can't post anything about me on social media, blah, blah, blah. Otherwise you go to jail basically. Wow. So, wow, so yeah. a, lot of it got, a lot of it had to get cut and that's why he can't, I felt like he just posted it kind of. There wasn't any like real lead up. Yeah. Like, there wasn't too much lead up to it. So... Basically posted it, got it out there, and I remember me and Lou were like, shit, we've got to get home. So we, we get home, we watch it together, and it actually wasn't that bad in the end. Um, I would I have loved the, to be flying the wall watching you guys, like, like Gogglebox. Oh, Gogglebox. Like, <laughs> man, watching me, their oh, reaction. That would be hilarious. Reaction to, that would have been a great video. video. That would have been good. I, me and Lou just like, there was a few times where we just like, look, we had to pause the video and look at each other. Yeah. That's just not the truth. <laughs> yeah. So what happens when there's like an outright lie, for example, or something that's so untrue? What, what do you do in that when well, you've been told thing. to stay silent? That's the thing. It's like you want to speak up so bad. Like you want to be like, this is so wrong. But it's like you don't want to add fuel to the fire. Like I did not want to add any fuel to the fire because I knew that he would go as low as low to like ruin everything that I've created. He'll go through any group chat that I've said anything or post any photos of me like – doing anything and it was it was a really scary time because I was like I was also I, I was threatened you know like yeah. I was and we were all threatened it was like if you post anything I'm going to ruin your career that's what I'm interested in when mm. he says things like I'm keeping receipts for example yeah <laughs> things like, like I'm keeping receipts I've got like all this evidence like I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin all your all of your careers it was like are you genuinely worried by that like or not really like, oh, do you go fuck? Like, we got to, we do need to hold back because if yeah. you might be thinking there could be shit that. Well, because I, because I'm not the kind of person that's going to go as low as that. Like, yeah. I, like I was never the person that was yeah. going to post anything online of like receipts or like group chats and everything. And it got, it, it was, it just got to a stage after two months of harassment where I was like, I have to. Like, yeah. I just can't do anything else because if I keep, this is just going to keep going. And like, mm. I'm going to keep getting comments on my stuff and like, I, I couldn't really post anything on social media for like for a month. Like I said, I had to turn all the comments off and everything and my engagement was terrible and just like, cause everyone was like, oh, no one could comment on his videos oh, or anything. Course. So it, it was a really difficult time. And me and Lou were the same. We couldn't post anything on social media for a yeah. long time without just getting absolutely slammed. So it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a difficult time. And, you know, like you said, it was, it was hard for me to kind of figure out where, like, what do we do? You know, yeah. we're stuck. It's like, we're calling people, you know, this, this, 
the people that were actually in this situation like knew the truth like the managers myself lou the ex-girlfriend obviously knew everything and um and we had like all of kind of yeah like a group chat basically of like this is a lie this is a lie like we all knew what what was a lie and what was the truth but um this is the first time i've really spoken like freely about it to be honest because I've had to keep quiet on it for so long because I've been so scared about what's going to mm. come out. But I'm so glad that I that I did like a TikTok video and it ended up getting like 350k views and people yeah. just understood the full story. And the fact you didn't monetize it either. Yeah. Like you well, could have made a YouTube could video. Could have made a YouTube yeah. video. I'm just like, what's the point, bro? Like I, I, I just wanted to clear the air and let people know that I'm, I'm not a horrible person. Mm. I'm not perfect. 100% and I don't think anyone is and if you think you are then you're probably doing it wrong but yeah I just I wanted to clear the air on it and make sure that everyone everyone knew that knew the truth can I ask how how does a friendship like so long for Louis and Gab mm. like I find that pretty crazy like mm. now it's just gone like this this friend like did that was that a slow build-up like because it was, because it, it's like they were so close mm, mm, it's yeah, look, that that's a really difficult one. It's something that we kind of revisit a lot of the time. Like, how can you, after being mates with someone for twelve years, eleven years, how can you go on social media and say, and like say he's hooking up with my ex when it's not even true? You know, like like how can you get to that depth of like of anger for someone? And and honestly, it, it came from jealousy, I think, because you know myself and Lou were. It sounds a bit. I, uh, maybe it sounds a bit well louis saying, blew up but louis blew up and 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 gab even said in his youtube video he said i was you know i was anabolic gab and and louis was the other guy he was known as the other guy and when louis blew up on social media i couldn't sleep at night you know like i found it really difficult and that was um i don't i don't think that gab was actually that happy that louis blew up because now louis was he was the biggest you know out of anyone face, yeah. he was by a mile he's way bigger he was bigger than me and gab combined and that i think that that really threatened him and he felt like he needed to bring him down a peg and same with me he felt probably threatened as well and tried to bring us down a peg i don't know if that sounds bad or not but like he, he kind of said it in his youtube video and um it was probably skimmed over a little bit but that was that was probably the feeling like to answer your question i i, I don't know i don't know why you would ruin a friendship over something that mm. isn't even true you know like like how does that even – that's when you get into the like how how does that even happen? We don't even know. It's mm. a question it's – a, it's a question to ask Gab because he'd be the only person that would know. Mm. Do, you, do you ever see yourself being made to them again? Is there any way it could be rekindled over time? And what, would it, what would it take, do you think, for that – do you even have an interest in it? If he, if he sincerely – even if it took five or ten years, sincerely apologised, do you mm. think you can see yourself being made to them again? It's a difficult question. It's a difficult question, isn't it? Because you weigh it up and you're like, how can you... Forgiveness is, is a very important thing to have and resentment and, and spite is, will be the death of you if, you if you worry about it too much. So I think that my mature, my mature brain says, yes, I can forgive him at this current moment right now if he said sorry right now. I would struggle because it's still pretty raw for me and it's still very raw for Louis as well. I won't, I won't speak too mm. much on behalf of what Louis feels, but um, I think that we, you know, we, we've struggled to, to kind of come to terms with someone that's willing to go so far to ruin your career, who's someone that you called your best mate at one stage. Mm. And that was really difficult for, for both Louis and myself. So could, 
Could I? Um, it's a question that I would like to ask answer in a year. Yeah. Right at this moment, it's too raw. I, I want my maturity to say yes. But but what are the things that has to you know that have to happen t- for that to actually come up? Who knows? Um, and I and I don't know if if it ever will. I I, I do hope uh, that we can see eye to eye once again, all three of us, one day. But obviously, me and Lou still live together. We're yeah. best mates. Like we're we're happy as Larry. And um, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate. I've got fantastic family. I've got fantastic mates. I've got a manager as well that backs me. And you know, I've got I've got a lot of great people around me. So. Um, me and Lou were both very lucky that throughout that whole period we had each other Most and that was like that was the strongest thing that that you could ever have you know like have someone by your side the whole time that that was supporting you and that was going through the same thing because if either of us were going through that separately mm. or individually gee whiz that'd mm. be difficult to deal with so we're lucky we're under the same roof and we can kind of take take the hits together and um and now fingers crossed we're uh we're through through the worst of it, yeah. and we can just continue to um, continue to live life and, and create content freely. Bridge over travelled water. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. well, well and truly over it. But yeah. What do you reckon? If you if one of your best mates really screwed you over that badly and tried to ruin everything that you've created and make accusations about you that that aren't true, whether it's racism, sexism, any of that type of stuff, homophobia, and and posted on social media, what what would your response be? And would you be able to forgive them? I, I'm a big believer that if you don't forgive in the long term, I, I genuinely, this is going to sound a bit cuckoo, but I genuinely believe forgive, like if, if you don't forgive someone, it can really bottle up into yep. like some type of cancer, mm-hmm. whether that's physically or mentally. So I think if, some, if, if one of my best mates did me the wrong way, like exactly what Gab's done to you guys, mm. I couldn't forgive straight away. Mm-hmm. Like I think I would have to really. You need time. Yeah, you need mm-hmm. time. But I think I know in the long run I would probably, for my own sanity, like I don't think I could live with not forgiving a mate. But at the same time, everyone's circumstances are different. Mm. Like, fuck, I don't, I don't, you guys are in the social light in front of everyone. It's been viewed by the whole world, mm. like millions and millions of views. Mm. So it's different, I think, from a normal average Joe. But what would you, what would you do? Well, I can't sit here and say it because I haven't been through it. So I can easily say... I'd like to say that's a cop out. Don't no, cop no, no, out. No, no, no. I'm about to say. I'm my heart on the line. I was about to say. Don't cop out. Answer me like that. <laughs> it's, it's not really my place. I know, so. I know, no, 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 no. You're no, asking me all the hard hitting questions. Yeah. That's my time. No, well, I was going to say it, it. It obviously, my like you said, you said your maturity. I'd like to say the same thing. I'd, I'd love to forgive someone. Mm-hmm. But having said that, I don't think that the trust is forever broken. It's like somebody cheating on you, right? Mm. Yes, I, I know people that have been cheated on. It's, ha- it's happened within fam- my family circle yeah. and, and people have stayed together and there's been pretty bad situations. Yeah. They've been able to patch it up, which is great, but there's the trust is broken forever. So yeah. despite, yes, we can get along and we can make things work and we can move past it, it's still that, that, that's never fixed. Like yeah, if, you cheat, good... if you cheat on someone, right, mm. for example, they might forgive you, but every time you go out, they're going to have sleepless so nights worrying. Right. Well, I think that that's the point. I think that, yes, I could forgive him, but I don't think I could ever be friends with him again, if mm. that makes sense. Because, because once, you, once you break that trust with me that badly, it's like there's, there's not really a foundation for me to build it back up and be your friend or your best friend again. To forgive, though, is something that I could do, but that's completely different and unrelated to be, like becoming a friend is different to forgiving you yeah know? like mm. that's a whole nother step and it's like once you've broken that trust it's really hard to build it back up again so 
yeah, I'd just be very careful if we're ever in a group chat together again about what I'm sending. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, right, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. We, we might have to, we might you know, have to be careful like, what we put it down. But, th- but that's the thing, yeah. you know, how many learning curves do you get from it? And this has happened to me in my life because, like, the way I see it is, this happened to me in my life, maybe because I was a little bit too bloody nonchalant about what I was, you know, I'm in the public eye now um, and I have been for two years and maybe I have been a little bit nonchalant about what I've posted on social media, what I've sent to a group chat, you know. Like, that's a great point. And, and you know, it, it was a really difficult time for me, but in hindsight, I, I need to change some of those things about me and that's, and everything happens for a reason. So I, I, I see it as, as a way for me to improve and positively change the way that my life's been going. So it, like I said, there's a learning curve and, it, and it's something that, that I need to work on and I'm not perfect. And one day I, I hope to be, but I don't think it's ever achievable. But per- perfection isn't what you, you work towards. It's, it's progress. So that um, attitude is exactly like, and we say that all the time when things fuck up, which I always do. <laughs> the way to get past it, I've found for myself to get past it is to go, okay, there's a reason it's fucked up now and it doesn't happen two years from now when we really can't afford it to. Don't make the mistake again. That's right. Exactly. You fucked it up now and that's okay. You own it. You accept it. There's plenty plenty of moments, you know, I haven't been perfect throughout that whole time. There's things that I've done wrong. The way that I treated him when he came to the house was wrong. Um, I could have been way more reserved and way more uh, respectful and and it's just all a learning curve and there's there's so many learning curves for me throughout it and hopefully for him and hopefully for for Lou as well and Mm. if you don't learn from it then you're not never going to be a better person what was because you would have what like what was the worst thing someone might have wrote to you after all that happened it was a death threat it was like (laughs) oh like put a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger like it was there was one that was really bad but it was yeah like along those lines you know like and you know like you're a snake you know you're the worst person ever you know go find the highest bridge you can and jump off it you know like and that sort of stuff, it, it actually doesn't affect me that much. Like, I'm like, whatever. You know, mm. like, you must have a very difficult, difficult life if you need to, if you feel the need to <laughs> message so that true. to someone. You know, it's like, hard. you must have some serious insecurities. And, and I actually feel sorry for people that do that. Yeah. I, I do. I feel really sorry for them. Um, and, uh, and that's difficult. But I think that, you know, it's just, it's just the, the complete skewed nature of your personality. And it's like it's difficult when people are posting something about you on social media and it's wrong, you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's actually not who I am. Like I said to you guys before, like if you, if you don't like me from what I post on social media, that's fine because I own that. That's what I've posted that like, whatever, that's your opinion. But like if it's what someone else has posted about me, that is a lie. And then you don't like me because of that. That's difficult for me to accept because that's not actually who I am. Yeah. Mm. I've got one final question on this and uh, we've got some fun coming up nah, with the game. No, good. I, but, I, but this, I enjoy this, this. This could be, I don't know, and I don't know how you answer this and if it's comfortable and you, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but if Gab's sitting here right now, <laughs> yeah. what would you say to him? If he, actually, if he was sitting here and he was willing to actually... Is it recorded or not? Because <laughs> is let's make mic, it not recorded. Maybe, yeah. no, maybe, no, but let's say the mics aren't on, but like, yeah, how would you go? How would you go, like, how yeah, would you even I, feel if you were sitting, standing in the same room as Yeah, him? if two, like, if... By some weird, uh, weird thing, someone invites us to the same place and we're yeah. sitting in the same place together. Believe it or not, it's actually happened after the situation. Really? Yeah. Wow. So we had a few events that we went to together and uh, you just treat them like a normal person. It's funny because everyone was coming up to like me and Lou. They're like, oh my God, like Gab's here, Gab's here, <laughs> Gab's here. <laughs> yeah, that's and weird. I was like, bro, like we don't care. Like yeah. it's not like... He's not going to like fight us or anything. Like we're not going to fight him. You know, like we're not freaking Neanderthals. We're not going to like. <laughs> yeah. 
like go for violence like we've been in the same room after it happened we all went to this like influencer like dinner influencer that sounds so cringe but like we went to like <laughs> this like invite yeah, event yeah, yeah. you event. got invited we went to this like influencer event and um i'm not an influencer but like there was other people there that were and um we were all there and it's just like shake his hand like move on you know like it's like just the same that you talk to anyone just you're you're human beings, bro. It's yeah. 2023. You're not Neanderthals. You don't go and grab a rock and try and stone him or something. Yeah. Like you just and and there's other people around, and it's just like I don't know. It's you just you just treat him like yeah. a normal person. I don't know. Like people think that you're gonna like grab him and start a fight or something, yeah. or like I don't know. It's just it's not how it would happen. But yeah, uh, yeah that that's how I'd handle it. Uh, and this is probably the most important question about it. Was the room left good? He got his bond back. Everything was okay. <laughs> did you find a new roommate okay? Like no, what was, was it? Difficult did you did you smash his bike? Like, he like <laughs> he sent in this like Excel spreadsheet of of like all the things we need to split up, and he's like, because he kind of just like moved out like out of nowhere. Like it was like. Yeah. It was kind of out of nowhere. Like we had this kind of argument. He was like, you know, I, I feel like you guys picked, you know, a, a brand deal over me and we we're like, not really. And then we kind of said, you know, if we always pick you over these brand deals, we'd have no brand deals. You know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have any. And then two days later, he messaged that I'm moving out of the house. Pretty much after that, like happened, he sent in like this Excel spreadsheet of like, like 50 different things in the house because we all bought things as like a three yeah. like we bought like air fryers like um <laughs> gym like, equipment oh, give like, me my share yeah back. it's like so he's like you need to give me like 33 percent of all of these like what? this is how much you need to pay me and then he's like these are the things that i'm gonna take so like we'll minus that out of that like did a full like mathematical equation of it and then we've got like 15 grand worth of gym equipment that i signed for because i've got a contract with sumo strength and he wanted to take a third of that as well and i was like that's my stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that didn't happen. No, no, no. I went to Sumo Strength. I'm like, can you just send him over the contract, please? Because he wanted to take a third of that as well. So, so yeah, he like kind of did that, and then he kind of did he did depreciation as well. <laughs> he did, <laughs> he did, like minus five percent for depreciation. <laughs> It was like a full-on like ledger. It was actually, actually is very funny. it was pretty funny. <laughs> I must say, it was pretty funny. And me and Lou like looked at each, and he and he wanted to take like all the good things as well. Like he wanted yeah. to take like the air fryer and like um he took like the JBL like the big speaker that we got and everything. I oh, sorry, he took all the podcast he mics. Took, yeah, he took all the podcast mics, which like they split 50-50 and then he like thirded them as well. Like put me in them. I'm like, I didn't pay yeah. for these bloody things. So that was pretty very funny. Complex. Uh, yeah. It was a very complex situation, and by the end of it, we were like. Mate, just take these things and like we're just going to keep the rest. Like we're not splitting them. Like this well, is just I've, ridiculous. I've just like, you've decided of, yeah. to move out, you know. Like just, you know. Well, I've just moved out of our place, and yeah. all the shit's still there. Yeah, that we that we split pretty much. Yeah, like luckily we didn't buy too much shit. But no, I, there think, is. I think <laughs> you have to. If, if you're in a group house, like just buy your own stuff. You know, yeah, like you wanted way. to split like the cutlery. It was like twenty bucks. <laughs> Mate, Some of them were hilarious. There was like gym mirrors for 30 bucks that he wanted to split like 10 bucks each. I was like, come on, bro. Like he's – because he's he's a is very it, intelligent man, like a very – like quite um, incredibly smart. So he gets he, – he loves numbers and stuff and like power to him. That's why he's a great businessman. He's a fantastic businessman and he, and he does well with 9 to 5 fitness. And um, yeah, so he's very calculated with like every – purchase that he's ever made he'll put them all in like spreadsheets he's very calculated with how many how much he orders and stuff like he is a very calculated human being so i can i i know that part of him and i knew that that was going to happen it was going to be difficult for him to kind of be like no like we've got to yeah. split all this type of stuff yeah. it was quite funny well but we're all happy now that's good, good. that's good i well, think i think we're <laughs> well we obviously 
<coughs> excuse me, we we have a good relationship with Louis. We'd say, wouldn't we? Like Louis, yeah, Louis. He loves you, boys. He, he, yeah. I chatted to him today actually, and he, he said, "How's the Dawson D podcast going?" And he's obviously in South Korea. I'm so, I haven't done it yet, mate. I haven't <laughs> yeah. done it. Yet. I'm meant to be there, but we pushed yeah, it back right. a little bit. So yeah. I'll be there soon. No, he's, 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 a, he's a ripper. He's a, he's a ripper. ripper. We have a good and look. In fairness to Gab, we've only met him once, I think, and we had yeah. a pleasant experience. So we can't talk too much about him. But firstly, I, I actually really want to thank you because you didn't have to come on our platform and and spill the beans and talk so openly. So <laughs> no, honestly, no it's a I really appreciate that. Have you got any more burning questions for Prime? Because we do have a quiz coming up and I'm excited to take him on. I don't have any burning questions. I think I'm ready for the quiz. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'd probably like to hear maybe one more about, more or less a piece of advice yeah. for people who maybe like they're in a sticky situation like you and whether it's in the public eye or not. But let's, let's, let's go from the friends aspect. Mm-hmm. How do you get through something like that when mm-hmm. it's really like affecting your mental health and, um, and you kind of don't know where to go? Mm. I think... I'll just speak from what, what I had to do. I just had to take a break from everything and looking back on it, and, and I said this to you guys off air, I think looking back on it, I, I didn't realize how much of a toll it was actually taking on my mental health. And I think that that was, that was something that I started to realize when I went away to Europe and I was like, oh, you know, like it's much easier over here. I'm a little bit more freer of it. And um, I think that, you know, going back to your question, I guess, advice for, for anyone that's going through, you know, something like that, you've, you've really just got to be, you've got to be the bigger man for a long period of mm. it. You know, if, if you're having a, a difficult time, um, it might be at school, at uni, or, you know, someone's kind of picking on you, like <laughs> two things. One, like probably don't worry about it, but if you are worried about it, then probably have a look at yourself and say, can I actually change these things about me? Yeah. Does this, is this actually, is, is that true? Because there's a lot of things that Gab said about me where I was like, you know what, mm. maybe I am, you know, maybe I'm some of those things. And like take an actual look at yourself and say, you know, be honest with yourself and say, I can change these things. If not, then it's okay. Yeah. If it's not true, then you just keep moving forward because you know it's false. It doesn't mm. matter. It doesn't matter. You, you sweep it aside. But if they do say something that, that, it, that is true, if they say you're skinny, Go to, and it affects you. Go to the gym, bro. Yeah. You know, like yeah. if they if they say that you're you're a wanker, yeah. maybe you are. Yeah. <laughs> Just to have a look at yourself and be like, okay, I actually need to change these things and look for advice as well. You know, like I, I was lucky; I had really good people around me. You know, ask your family. You know, do you have a problem like this with me? You know, do I think do you think I interrupt you guys too much or like whatever it might be? And and you know, keep progressing as a human being because, like I've said many times, none of us are perfect, but we're all growing, we're all progressing. So mm. have a look at yourself and see if you can change those things. And if you need to change them and if it really affects you, change them. Yeah. So give us all a little bit of a teaser. With summer coming up and the footy season going away, and you, we spoke. I've, got, I've yeah. got one more question before oh, we no. start advertising. And that I want to know, oh, last like serious one, uh-huh. what are your values Mm-hmm. As, as a human really so, and, th- and this is like I just want to finish on that yeah, Before we get into the advertising Because uh-huh. like I think it's a good way to finish mm-hmm. What what actually are your like Five top values Awesome like, so, so Sorry No, no Yeah Great question So I look at my life in, in goals You know I, And I've got a whiteboard on my wall And I've got These are my goals for, for Blah 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 and Make sure I look at it every single day And then I've got kind of underneath that I've got um, you know long-term goals and long-term goal obviously happiness right and that's you know we all want to be happy but what constitutes happiness there's probably like you said there's values you, you you look at a few things I think that the first thing that I really value is freedom you know I like to be 
I like to be free. I like to be able to go to Europe for a week if I need to. I like to be able to make my own decisions in business. I like to be able to, um, you know, have the have the freedom to do what I want when I want. That's why I became a business owner so I could have that kind of financial freedom and just freedom in my general life. Um, that's probably my first value, freedom. My second value would be relationships and it would be based around friends, family, extended family, anyone else that's involved. Like mm. relationships is the most important thing you can ever build and you know friends family business you know business relationships you know like i met with a guy just before he's going to be doing um some kind of stuff for for prime unwind like um doing just like kind of content stuff for me and it's like you've got to build relationships and um strong relationships will change your life and it was really good in business it's really good to have strong relationships, family friends because you can get you can get things from each other you can give and you can take so that's really important Freedom is obviously, like I said, is, is the most important, then relationships. And then the, my last value, if I'm going to pick three, would probably be like keeping fit, fit and healthy. Yeah, and yeah, that's not just physically, you know, that's, that's in the mind as well. And, and how can you do that? How can you keep fit and healthy in the mind? It's, you know, for me, it, it's waking up early in the morning, it's seeing the sunrise in the morning, it's getting up and doing some, going for a run or getting on the exercise bike in the morning. That not only keeps me physically fit, but it also keeps my mind extremely fit as well and continually um, challenge myself, whether it's, uh, whether it's a cold shower or something, like doing something I don't want to do. Make sure I get a cold shower or something in the morning. Any of that type of stuff is, is really important. So they're probably my, my three top values that I, that I try to focus on throughout my life. I love that. Thanks for sharing Awesome that. question. I just want to add one more to it because it just prompted, it prompted me because <laughs> we're, having, are, we're having so much fun. You guys are hilarious. I love it. No, no, I love it. I'm the, here all day, baby. The, I'm here all day. The previous, the previous guest we had, we had a really good conversation around uh-huh. parents. Right? And I'm, not, it's not, I'm look, not looking for a drawn-out answer, uh-huh. but we've talked about how the public perceive you, how your friends perceive you. Right. Your parents probably know you better than anybody else. Yes. Give us one, two, three words that they would describe Tom as. Great question. Yeah, Ripper. Ripper. Three words. Not my forte. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's do like center of attention. (laughs) Not three words, but we'll do that as the first one. Center of attention. Uh, Funny. Yep. yep, and uh, they're probably annoying. You are honest. They'd be the top three. I, I love reckon. it. Yeah, for sure. Well, mate, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him. I'll send him a fl- yeah. I'll send him a message today and see what. That's good. That's two from two guests. They're going to have to go back to their yeah. parents today. Yeah. And well, mate, how have you enjoyed oh, this? I'll, I'll be honest. I kind of don't want to end because I know. I know. I'm I'm like, it. Thank you so much for your time because. I, I, we follow you, obviously having mutual connections. I said it today. I said, I'm really looking forward to meeting Prime because I feel like we know you mm. before yeah. it. And I'm sure well, all your followers thing. do. No, well, that's what yeah. Louis, you know, I, um, I feel like I know you guys through Louis anyway. And so it's great just to meet you firstly, yeah. but your honesty, openness, and I love, and I know we love like that first value, that freedom aspect. Mm. That's what we love. And we are, yes. we are all about as well. Mm. So I like, when you surround yourself with people that are in that similar mindset, like fuck, I'm, trust me, we're gonna walk. You're gonna walk out, and we're gonna hug, and we're gonna <laughs> hopefully go, better than our hug. hug. Yeah. <laughs> we did a hug at the start, and we, we when we so first met, I went for like I went for because oh. I, I always go for the I go you for like the, the game shake. Yeah, oh. I go, I'm like a I, I go like these ones all yeah, the time. Nice. Like that's footy club. But but I think I've gone for the yeah. I think the first time, and then I come in. We, we you, did that. Yeah, we did that because I because I stuffed that one up there. So like I I think the first the first time you meet, you've got to go for that the business handshake, and then after you've met. 
met, then you go for the bro shake afterwards. Yeah. So there, there was a bit of an awkward hug. Then it was like a half hug each, and uh, we fucked it. <laughs> See, bad. the it's good like thing is, once you do, if you do that one, like yeah. then you can just hug after. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. easy to go. Where is yeah. that? You can't. Yeah. That one's like. Yeah, no, okay. it's fine. I'll give you a proper hug. See, that's the thing we yeah. learn. Yeah, you know, yeah, right, we yeah. progress as yeah. human beings. And that's right. what we're going to do. Well, <laughs> mate, um, I was going to ask you a question about your content, but we've taken enough of your time. How do we all? Obviously, I, I reckon a lot of people know who you are and probably already follow you. But for those who don't, where do we find you? And of course, you are uh, kitted out. out. Kitted out. Bloody how it looks good. And I know it's it's rarer than rocking horse shit at the it's moment <laughs> to, to get off, to get hold of it. <laughs> But how how do we get it? How do we get on the mailing list, Matt? You guys are hilarious. Um, that is that is too good. Um, if you want to find me, you can follow me at Prime Trade on TikTok and Instagram. If you want my personal one, it's just at Tom Bolsh. Um, yeah, I obviously do a little bit of stuff. Go pick something up from the website if you want. You're very very right. These are all sold out, so you probably won't be able to get your hands on them. But we should have some more in the next month, which will be very very exciting. So keep producing, and hopefully people keep buying. Um, yeah, uh, mate, you guys are. Fucking rippers Oh uh, mate well, well you know After I know this is done But we'll make sure We'll go and have a beer one night yeah, and, Or get a feed or something I'm, I'm no piss this month Unfortunately oh, no, I'm well, a, maybe maybe a pissless <laughs> month Unfortunately Couple of mineral waters Yeah uh, I'll have a soda Just <laughs> I don't mind that Well for those That are listening To the podcast Audio, We're yeah. now actually Heading over to YouTube To do the AFL quiz uh, It'll be DOS VDV Prime oh, I can't wait uh, Let's see who knows Their footy best So if you're on the audio Make sure you head over And watch that on YouTube But for all those YouTube watchers Stick around Here we go Let's go Dee, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened. Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out. Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, Dee? It's at D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.